time to talk sports. 96.5 is 600 KGEZ, and the Knock on Sports is on the air. Here's your host, Anthony Knockreiner. Good evening and welcome. Welcome indeed here to a Wednesday night edition of the Knock on Sports. Hope you guys are having a great Wednesday as uh, we get you the latest from the Class AA State Tournament as well as the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Again, you can uh, check us out always on the KGEZ app or KGEZ.com for the live stream as uh, we break things down today. A lot of high school basketball, a lot of college basketball uh, to break down and discuss. But let's go ahead and get you a knock-on sports scoreboard update. Montana edged out Idaho today to advance into the quarterfinals tomorrow against Weber State, 69-64. Montana did have a struggle making uh, buckets as they went on about a six-minute and ten-second drought of game time uh, where they struggled to put the ball uh, through the net. Games earlier today, the Glacier Boys fell 66-38 to the high-powered Great Falls Bison, the number one team out of the East, and they certainly looked their part uh, here earlier this morning. Glacier Girls finished up their game about an hour ago, and unfortunately they fell just short of Billings West, 37-28. And you're hearing some low scores, at least on the girls' side. A little bit of struggle for the offense uh, is what it seems uh, right now. Skyview and Butte are playing. I believe the score right now is 36-23. Skyview in charge. At one point they were up, I believe it was like 27-6 over Butte. And so Skyview looking uh, really, really tough as well. Be really interesting tonight as uh, Sentinel... We'll get ready. The number one team out of the West. Uh, so far, we do have one team out of the West that has made it to the semifinals. That is Capital. So we will not see a repeat of what we've seen the last couple of years, which has been like only one team out of the West making it beyond the first round. So uh, we've seen that a couple of times where it's been all Eastern teams advancing, uh, but not this year as uh, Capital uh, did advance. Uh, earlier today. Uh, as I said, Skyview leads Butte big right now. Sentinel will take on Billings Senior. Uh, again, this is Sentinel's year. If you're going to win a state basketball championship, this is the year to do it with a guy like Alex Germer, Tony Froelich Fair, and all the athletes that they have on that squad. So uh, this is the year to do it. So there is, uh, it is pretty much state championship or bust. Uh, for the Sentinel Spartans. Now, for the Glacier Wolfpack, both teams, since they'll be playing in the loser out games tomorrow, Glacier will be taking on, uh, let's see here, Glacier will be taking on uh, Bozeman tomorrow. That game will get underway at 1 o'clock, so that'll be an afternoon game. Uh, for the girls, Glacier will get right at it tomorrow morning. They'll take on Skyview at 9 a.m. And so uh, facing another Eastern team, uh, see if the Glacier Wolfpack can do what they did last year on the girls' side, which was uh, win a loser out game and get yourself uh, into those games either uh, Friday morning or Saturday morning uh, and, and try and keep their uh, state tournament dreams alive and try and get that state uh, one of those state uh, trophies, whether that be third well, – actually, the only one they can't get is third place. They don't, they don't give out a fourth-place trophy, that's for sure. So uh, right now both teams still alive, though. But the biggest thing it seemed like for both teams, uh, Glacier started out pretty well. They kept pace. It was 15-11 to 11 at the end of the first quarter. And Glacier, they got off to a decent start as well from what I remember. Uh, but it was kind of the middle quarters that really struggled. Uh, actually, no, Glacier girls got off to a little bit of a rough start because I believe it was – Somewhere around 18 to 19 to 12 at the end of the first. 
And in the second quarter, um, offensively, things kind of bogged down for them as well. And so just offensively, some tough shots. And again, you're not in that gymnasium. Um, it can be tough and it can really throw you off as well just because it's the Four Seasons Arena. I know they use it, but it's not exactly what I would call the best best venue for a state tournament again you know you think of places like brick breeden you think of uh using the university of montana if you can again i'd all be for using the frontier schools but that means pushing the season back not just because of covid but just overall so that way you can get uh use some of the other facilities like i think carol would be a fascinating facility in helena uh to use they've got great facilities Obviously, we know the Butte Civic Center um, is is a great place, and they do host state tournaments. Providence would be interesting, but I think Providence, they've got to make some updates because I think there's a stage. Uh, there is a stage uh, in that main gym, so that, that has to make some changes there. Again, never been to Western, so I don't know what their facilities look like, uh, and I've never been to Rocky either, but I know if you're in Billings, it's usually at the Metro anyway, so more than likely that's not going to happen. But I'd like to see some of those frontier uh, colleges that do have some nice facilities uh, thrown into the mix here. Again, not saying anything, but again, you're, you're talking about an event center and just slapping down a court, and at the same time, too, it's not really got that feel of a basketball gym, so you just have to hope that you can get your shot to fall. Um, but... Either way, I know the coaches won't make excuses, but again, just saying it like to maybe some more basketball-friendly gyms uh, to throw into the state tournament rotation. Obviously, uh, here in Kalispell, it'd be great to see the AA state tournament up here, but I don't think it'll ever come up here because we, one, don't have one facility that can host a state tournament. It would have to be between the two schools, and that is more than likely not going to happen uh, anytime soon. So we'll keep you updated tomorrow with the latest from the Glacier Wolfpack as they continue on. Uh, so we'll see what happens with Eureka. They play a little bit later tonight. We'll see how they uh, fare as they take on a very tough team uh, roundup. If you uh, listened to Alec Boffinger's interview last night, uh, he kind of talked about how tough that Class B girls uh, state tournament field is. With that being said, let's go ahead and get you some more scores as college basketball is finishing up their conference week. Uh, we know Gonzaga is going to advance and more than likely be a number one seed. I don't know how they wouldn't be considering they're undefeated and conference champs. Uh, look at the scores. Duke right now leads Louisville in the ACC tournament, 53-42. to Kansas State leads TCU in the Big 12 tournament, 50-34. Texas A&M trailing Vanderbilt, 39-30 in the SEC tournament. Games from earlier today, NC State fell to Syracuse, 89-68. Miami found way past Clemson, 67-64. Notre Dame takes on North Carolina later tonight. Uh, uh, Iowa State will take on Oklahoma at 7.30 as well. So a lot of college basketball action as we get ready for the March Madness Tournament next week. Uh, as I mentioned, those are your scores for college basketball as well as the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Uh, we know Montana State will play Idaho State tomorrow. That game will be at 2 o'clock uh, tomorrow afternoon in uh, Boise. And speaking to that, let's go ahead and jump into who's going to be joining us tonight on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline. Tonight you can expect to hear from Colter Nuanez. who will be joining us in about five minutes. We'll get his thoughts on the Montana win over Idaho and what does he think about the Montana State Bobcats as well as the Lady Grizz and about the uh, Lady Bobcats as well. They're still alive, unfortunately, for the Lady Grizz. Their season is done. Then we'll chat with Tom Wiley at the bottom of the hour from the Four Seasons Arena in Great Falls. We'll get the latest on what's going on with the state tournament, get his takeaways from the games uh, for the Glacier Wolfpack, as well as who's been looking strong, uh, Capital, 
and uh, Billing Skyview is a very entertaining game, and Capital versus West tomorrow for a semifinal on the girls' basketball side. What a lot of people would have thought would have been a state championship matchup is what we're going to get in the semifinals. We'll talk about that and much more with Tom Wiley uh, a little bit later on in the program. With that all being said, let's jump into something I did want to talk about tonight. We're not doing a way too early. This is not a too early look series just yet, but I am looking at this as the Flatted Braves and Bravettes. Obviously, their goal was to be playing today at the state tournament. Unfortunately for both squads, it just didn't happen. Unfortunately, they fell in their playoff games last Thursday, and so it did not pan out for them. They are at home watching the state tournament or thinking about the state tournament at this point. So with that being said... Whose future is brighter at this point? Who could be a team that when we get to this point next year is at the state tournament? Flatted Braves or the Flatted Bravettes? This is simply about which team has a really good chance to make it to the state tournament. Both teams have missed consecutive seasons again. I believe the Bravettes uh, haven't been since the 2013 season and 2013 state tournament. The boys haven't been since the 2016-2017 state tournament. Braves lose a ton of scoring when you look at that roster. Obviously, we know they lose Hickey, Adams, Epperly, Van and Bosch. That's about 32 points per game that the Braves are losing out of the 54 they averaged this past season. So that's a little more than half of your scoring gone for the Flathead Braves. Uh, the biggest piece coming back and is one of the most dangerous players in Class AA basketball. That is Justin Kripe, who averages 15 points per game. Uh, Lucas Zoller played quality minutes this past season as well for them, but he is going to have to be somebody that looked at more of a scoring threat. Also, there is potential. When you talk about the Braves, as they've got guys like Gavin Chouinard that can be really dangerous from the three-point line, again, they are going to count on that. That was one of the things that really, really hurt the Braves. When you talk about the from the beginning of the second half of the season to the end, including the playoffs, Flatted Braves in total, and this is by the numbers I, I accumulated, they shot nearly 18% from the three-point line. That's just not going to get it done in high school basketball. They shot the three-point ball really, really well uh, in the first half. Now, again, that could be also because Hunter Hickey wasn't in the lineup for a couple of games. Um, but again, the Flathead Braves have to find that consistency from that three-point line because, again, they shot so well in January and shot so poorly the rest of the way that really hurt them, and, and that was a factor going into the reason why they're not playing uh, today or in this uh, state tournament this week. So that is an area that has to improve, and I believe that is an area where Gavin Chouinard could really come through uh, for the Braves. I look at guys like Connor Phillips and Luke Leach down low in the post. Again, Coach uh, Dirk Johns, who talked about all season long, uh, on the Three Rivers Bank pregame show, talked about those keys to the game. He always talked about out-rebounding opponents and winning the rebounding battle. It's going to come down to guys like them. They've got a ton of raw talent, but can it be shaped and morphed into a real dangerous weapon for the Flatted Braves on the boards? Can those two guys be that? That is going to be a big question. And obviously, the staff's going to have to develop some guys those two in particular. You look at Larson, Raymer, and Lowry as well. Good guards. Uh, those guys are going to have to play off of uh, Justin Kripe because I don't see Justin Kripe moving off the point guard position. So those three guys, uh, you know, Raymer can definitely, he led the point in the JV team this past year. So he's a guy that can spell uh, Justin and lead the offense. But again, those other guys are going to have to find ways uh, to get scoring and get things moving along for them. And so for the Flathead Braves, 
it's not so much about who you know on this roster coming back. It's about more or less who's tested. As we noticed this past season, it was a lot of the main five. Now, again, you saw Luka Zoller come in. You saw Luke Leach come in early in part of the season as well. You saw Gavin Chouinard come in at certain points as well. But it's about, okay, who can really develop the most over this uh, next offseason? That's going to be a big question for these guys because, again, it's just unproven because a lot of these guys did not get a lot of varsity time and a lot of varsity action uh, in terms of whether it be defense or whether it be offense. They played minutes, but at the same time to see what kind of impact these guys can truly, truly make when it comes to next season, that is the question for this team. So uh, where I look for the Braves, there's a lot of question marks going into next season, and there's a lot to try and figure out and find out with the guys there. Not saying that they don't have talent in the cupboard, just saying I don't know how these guys are going to fit into the roles potentially that they need to replace when you're talking about replacing guys like Gabe Adams, when you're talking about a guy replacing like Hunter Hickey and his athleticism. You're not going to be able to find a guy as tall as Ezra Epperly. Uh, so how are you going to replace guys? And Gabe Adams' mid-range shot, who can be that mid-range shooter for the Flathead Braves? That can really help out a team and really force defenses to guard the entire floor. Not just guard the three-point line or guard the paint, but really force a defense to guard every square inch of that floor. Uh, someone's going to have to help out and do that as well tomorrow. So, again, this team, when I look at them, if, if you're when we look at the when the question comes down to it, which team has a brighter future? I lean towards the Flathead Bravettes, and the reason why I say that is because of the players coming back. When you're talking about Claire Converse, Matty Moy, Keila Kubi, and Kennedy Moore, all players that got quality minutes and got quality time on the varsity roster this year. And in particular, you're talking about, we knew that we know that Matty Moy, we know Claire Converse, they have a ton of potential. They've shown at times how good they really can be. Akila Kubi is a monster on the glass as well. She's got great footwork. Kennedy Moore adding to what she did. She was really good, especially late in the season, helping out the Bravettes in that game against Glacier. And then even in the game against uh, Capital last week, I think she was the leading scorer for them. So those four players are going to be pivotal. And that's why I say the Bravettes have a brighter future because of what they have coming back. And so with those four players, and then along with that, you add players like Abby, uh, Ivy Gannon, um, Avery Chenard, Olivia Pate, um, Polly Miller, uh, Siderius Craver as well. These are all formidable Bravettes when you put this entire roster together and you kind of look at what this potentially could be. And again, getting a full offseason, that's going to be, unfortunately for the seniors last year, that was really a detriment to them because they weren't able to get a full offseason and do the things that they wanted to do that Coach Sam Turner normally does during an offseason. But these players getting that opportunity, hopefully we'll be ready to rock and roll and just do our normal thing by summertime, at least in terms of being able to do sports. And, and basketball. We know that they do a bunch of tournaments in the month of June. So if these players can get that time along with working hard, uh, I think the Bravettes have a very, very bright future. And I think the Bravettes have a definite chance to be playing in the state tournament this time next year. Uh, just with the players that I talked about, what they have coming back, um, I think the Bravettes definitely have a great chance to, to be playing. I don't know where the state tournament is next year. I know it was in Great Falls. It was, it was supposed to be in Great Falls, and it is in Great Falls this year. Not entirely sure where it's going to be uh, next year. I don't remember off that. remember that off the top of my head. I don't think it's the Metro. It might be the Butte Civic Center, potentially, but I don't remember off the top of my head. 
ultimately one of the things that this that both teams need to work on here in the offseason is the competitive edge that is needed as this te- you know most teams are just not going to lay down and die for the flatted Braves or Bravettes they have to try and snatch the will to win from other teams that is going to be something that has to be sharpened by both squads and by the players on those teams and the only way to do that is to put themselves either by working hard in the offseason challenging themselves kind of that Mamba mentality through the offseason uh, by doing those types of things that will help sharpen that competitive edge but that's going to be something that has to be seen as well but at the end of the day to recap here the team that I think has the brightest future because of what they have coming back uh, I definitely look to the Flathead Bravettes. Again, that's not a, a detriment or a call to the Flathead Braves saying that they don't have a bright future. I'm not saying that at all, but just the known elements and the known quantities that we have about both teams or between both teams, it's just a little bit more known about what the Bravettes have versus what the Braves have. And it's going to be very interesting to see what Coach Dirk Johnsrud does with his squad and how he develops uh, that team for next season. That's going to do it for us here by looking at the Flathead Braves and Bravettes. Coming up next, we will chat with... Uh, Colton Juanez from Nuanez now and Skyline Sports as he is there in Boise for the Big Sky Conference Tournament. We'll get his thoughts on the Grizz win over Idaho and how the Montana State Bobcats will look to advance against Idaho State tomorrow. That's all next here on the Knock on Sports. <laughs> 